Brothers and sisters, we have opened Holy Scripture and heard uh, most of this grand tale. We have one more brief Scripture reading that is ahead of us from John's Gospel. But we have heard those major details that we tend to rehearse year after year. And hopefully it has been now situated for you within the grand storyline of Scripture. And you are convinced once again that this was God's plan A. That from the very beginning... When sin came into the world, already God was promising an offspring, a seed of the woman, someone who would be born to crush the head of the serpent, who is the devil. We've arrived in these last few readings in the Gospels. And in the Gospels, the different Christmas stories have some themes that unite them all together. All the Gospel writers have their own unique approach to the Christmas story, to the nativity of the Lord Jesus Christ. But many themes hold them all together, so much so that sometimes we get them confused. They weave all together, backwards and forwards in our minds. One of those uniting themes is the announcement of angels. An angel comes to Mary. An angel comes to Joseph in a dream. An angel comes to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. Angels came to the shepherds who were watching their flocks in the field by night. And in each of these cases, the angels came with a message that we are to label the gospel. They came announcing something. And what they announced was the gospel. What is this gospel? You probably know that that word just means good news. That's all that gospel means. It means good news. And in scripture, it is... Specifically, that good news concerning Jesus Christ. That God the Father has now sent the eternal Son of God to take on human flesh. And what he did not have previously, as the eternal Son of God, he now has forevermore. A true human body and soul. And he remains in that human body and soul in the heavens even now for us. Such that what the angels came to proclaim changed everything. And that change is ongoing. The Son of God, who lives and reigns forever, has now human flesh and human bone. He has taken our human nature there into the heavens for us as a promise that he will come and bring us there to himself. This is very good news for the human race. And this is the good news that the angels came to proclaim. And indeed, the first angel who showed up to speak to the shepherds made this explicitly clear. He said, I bring you good news of great joy. That should be for all the people. The shepherds that night heard the gospel. They heard a sermon preached by the angels. There's another passage in the New Testament that connects this good news with angels. It's not one of our more expected Christmas passages. It's 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Here's what it says. This is in the context of Peter talking about the prophecies of Jesus Christ. And it says, It was revealed to the prophets that they were serving not themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you. Through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. 
Things into which angels long to look. Peter is saying here that the prophets of old were given messages from the Holy Spirit. Prophecies that they didn't fully understand. But that when Jesus Christ came, they all came to fruition in him. In this baby lying in a manger. And the apostles after them came forward and proclaimed this gospel to all the nations. And it is this gospel that Peter says now, angels long to look into this matter. The things that are contained in the gospel message piques the interest of the angels. They long to look into it. It is a wonderful thing to think about this in light of the Christmas story. Did those angels, for instance, did those angels who brought this good news of great joy, did they truly understand what was happening? Did they truly understand what they were proclaiming? They certainly knew and understand, understood at least more facts about the matter than we do and than they did, those human audiences did back then, because angels are spirits and they dwell in the presence of the Lord and he tells them his will and they go do it. So in the bare facts of the matter, yes, they knew, they knew what they were saying and they knew more than their human audiences did. They have insights that we cannot possibly know. But they are indeed spirits. They don't have flesh and blood like we do. And so that night in Bethlehem, they announced a gospel message that they couldn't quite understand. That the almighty God and sovereign Lord had taken on flesh and blood. Something that they did not have as angels. God is a spirit. I like to imagine the angels thinking. God is a spirit. How can God be born? And yet that's the, the message, the exact message that they proclaimed that night. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The angels long to look into these matters. They come with holy curiosity into the plan of God that has won our salvation. If the angels who stand in the presence of God long to look into such things, how much more should we, who are the recipients of such a great gift? Dear brothers and sisters, may your Christmas be marked by very high and holy thoughts about these matters. The matters that the angels proclaimed 2,000 years ago. May you be swept up once again into the wonder and the absolute mystery of Christ's incarnation. And may this good news stir you to the same holy curiosity of the angels in heaven. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given your only begotten Son to take our nature upon himself and to be born of a pure virgin. Grant that we who have been born again and made your children by adoption and grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the same Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. 
Amen.